When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to Madame Magenta and the Arcati Killer, chapter A-Wee-Um-Bum-A-Wee. Goodness me, that's that's the name of the chapter, is I it? Know. I know. I mean, I've used a lot of sing- song lyrics, haven't I? You have, yes. And I don't normally sing them, but I felt like there was no way of uh, communicating the meaning of this I, one. I think the, the essence of that is lost if you don't sing it, really, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. All right. So there you go, little treat for you all. Jolly good. Mm. All right, here we go. Oh, actually, Bernard, do you want to do a recap? Ah, yes, we should probably... Because we're getting into exciting territory. Yes, we're rapidly, rapidly approaching the climax here, And we don't want you to be confused. No. So, uh, as we left it, uh, Magenta here has been... That's That's you, yes. Uh, You have had all of your powers sucked out of you. Yes. By uh, Elspeth. And she's also been sprinkling powdered brains onto your head for a long time. Yes, I have an open wound with powdered brains. Yes, we're still tied up. It's all very bad, and it appears to be getting worse and worse. Well, not really, actually. The tension's really eased, because Elspeth and co. have just gone away, haven't they? Well, I suppose that's true, yes. So really, I've completely punctured all the suspense. And you're now just a normal, you know... uh, Normal person? Non-psychic, just normal muggle. Yes. Right. Right, let's begin. I know what you're thinking. I should allow the creepy murderer to untie me, and then I should quietly return to my life. Eldris must now realise I'm not the Arcati killer, even if his ears have been gaffer-taped for most of the evening. Plus, Elspeth doesn't need any more brains, so the killing will stop. And my income won't even suffer, as I rarely, if ever, use my abilities with my clients in the first place, so they won't notice any change at all. So it's not like I need my powers back, even if I could figure out how to do it. But can I just let them get away with it? Plus, is it really in my interest to let them go, when there's a chance, because of the aforementioned tape-induced deafness, that Eldris might still consider me a suspect? They might even think I was partly responsible for the abduction of two police officers. And what about justice for all those murdered women? I might not be able to see Gaynor anymore, now that I'm a civvy, a normo, but she wanted me to solve this case. So... There's no rush, love. Take your time. Bernard says uneasily as I frantically carve at his bonds with a ruddy massive bread knife I found on one of the shelving units. Once I've freed one of his hands, I give it to him. Take this. Release yourself, and then Eldris and the other one. I'm going after them. What? Oh, no, you're not. But I'm already jogging out of the room. I'm fairly confident Bernard will follow me when he carves through his remaining restraint, but I just don't have time to explain or argue. They might be in the car park already. I speed through the corridors, followed shortly by Bernard. I suspect I'll get an earful soon enough. 
I spot the fire exit stairs round the next bend and bound up them two at a time. Bernard finally draws even on the ground floor landing, puffing and panting. They're dangerous criminals. There's nothing you can do. He grabs my arm and I stop. It's okay, Bernard. I've got a plan. Yes? Bernard demands when I hesitate. It's a very good plan. Go on. I'm going to slow them down. I hesitate again. This plan is shit. How? I'll... I'll tell you on the way, I say, and scuttle away. Come on, then. Bernard doesn't stop me. I push the aluminum bar. Aluminum! I went American. You did. You defaulted to the American pronunciation. How strange. How interesting. I push the aluminum bar of the fire escape, and we sneak out, scanning the horizon for the enemy, gesturing silently to my husband, as I imagine army types do. Although they're less likely to be married, we sneak round the house until the car park is visible, keeping close to the wall. And the plan is... Bernard whispers as we creep. I'm going to release the pigs, I whisper back. Bernard grabs me again and forces me to stop. The pigs? You, you mean Eldris? I'm not using punk-era street slang, Bernard. I mean the actual pigs, the ones in the field. The ones next to the car park? I nod. If we herd them onto the driveway, we can stop their car from leaving. Bernard looks at me blankly. They'll just shoo them out of the way. Yes, okay, it's not a great plan, I concur. So maybe we also need Eldris. He can radio for backup, or whatever they do. And by the time they've shooed the pigs away, the pigs will arrive. Bernard continues to look blank. Look, Bernard, I never claimed to be MacGyver. Maybe if he'd released Eldris when I'd asked him to, my plan would have more chance of working. Fine, Bernard eventually says. I'll release the pigs. No. I say, I'll release the pigs, you go and release Eldris and the woman he's with. I don't want you near them. I'll release the pigs. No, I'll release the pigs. I fold my arms. It was my idea. Magenta, this is a man's job. I'll release the pigs. Oh, no. Look, Bernard, Gabriel told them not to hurt me. He didn't tell them not to hurt you. It's safer for me to do it. And frankly, I'm not budging. So go and release the pigs. I mean, the coppers. Bernard shakes his head, frustrated by my impeccable logic. Yeah, for Pete's sake. He grunts like a peak. Grunt, Bernard. Grunt. Grunt. <laughs> grunt. Uh, uh, what, I've, what, I've, like a peak. I've written, oh, for Pete's sake, he grunts. So I if you could see. do that. What, like a... That's I a, that's I a really snort. Do, I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, a grunt is sort of a... <laughs> it's gruff, isn't it? It's... <laughs> oh, oh. <sighs> Is that all right? Yes, that's fine. All right. And he stomps off back towards the fire exit. I turn back, missing Bernard already. It's just me now, me and a Laura Laura pigs. <laughs> Why did you suddenly write that in a Liverpudlian accent? I don't know. <laughs> I peer around the edge of the house and scan the area, trying to inhabit the role of a soldier in enemy territory rather than a turban psychic in a cold panic. There's absolutely no cover whatsoever between the house and the field of pigs, so I'm just going to have to run for it. At that moment, Elspeth and Greg emerge from the front door and crunch across the pebbled driveway towards the car park. It currently only holds two cars. One of them is our battered old Nissan, and the other is some douchemobile with tinted windows that must belong to them. I estimate they're about a minute away from reaching it, whereas I'm about five minutes from getting into the thick of the pigs. It's clearly an impossible task. Right, here I go. 
keeping low to the ground, well, lowish, I'm not a Navy SEAL, I ran in a wide counterclockwise arc away from the house. Luckily, Elspeth and Greg are facing away from me as they walk, and even when I've reached the pigs, they'd have to be paying special attention to the field to notice me which they have just started doing. Because it turns out, Fazir is standing bang in the middle of it, entranced by the chit-chat of the pigs. Oh, there's absolutely no way I can get onto the field while they're looking into it. Still in army mode, I fall flat onto the ground for maximum invisibility, a move I soon realise is premature given my distance from the enemy. The damp chill of the frosty lawn seeps into my caftan as the far-off screeching of Elspeth reaches my ears. Fazir! We're leaving! Shit, what do I do now? Fazir's pig bothering might be delaying their exit, but it also delays my ability to approach the field unseen. At this rate, I won't be able to open the gate and guide them through in time to block their car. Hopeless! Hopeless! Damn it! I slap at the ground in frustration, the cold, impacted soil stinging my palm. What do I do? I moan helplessly to myself, watching as Elspeth attempts to coax Fazir away from the pigs. Realistically, there's nothing I can do. They'll escape off to an easy life, mucking around with my powers, while I'll be left to flounder in the mess they've made. That's if I don't succumb to terminal frozen nipples first. You could use them for mining, they're that hard. And if anything, the temperature's dropping even further, just by luck. In fact, there's a very specific patch of extreme cold wafting periodically across my head. Is it wafting? I think it's wafting, yes. <laughs> it's like squatting all over squatting. again. Squatting. In fact, there's a very specific patch of extreme cold wafting periodically across my head. It feels very much like a freezing invisible hand, gently stroking my hair. Am I in fact having a stroke? Or... Dano, I whisper to the still air, hoisting myself off the ground and into a crouch. The cold becomes more generalised, but still unusually intense. I shiver. It's Gaynor. I just can't see her anymore. Gaynor, I continue, thinking rapidly. They're getting away. I need your help. Oh, and I can't see or hear you anymore, but I imagine you've figured that out. Now that I'm paying attention, I can sense her presence, but that's purely because she's such a strong ghost, and not because I have any skill left. Thank goodness for her strength. She'll need to be strong for what I'm about to ask. Gaynor, we need to move the pigs across the road so their car can't go down the driveway. If I try to get into the field to open the gate, they'll see me and stop me. But you could do it. You'll need to lift the latch, push the gate, and then use your presence to herd the pigs towards the road. The police are on their way, so we just need their car to be stopped for a few minutes. I know it's a lot to ask. Can you do it? I wait, straining with all five senses. The temperature suddenly lifts slightly. The air seems lighter, leaving me to presume she's left, hopefully to try and do as I ask. Who knows if she's even capable? Of course, I could always fling myself in the middle of the driveway, but they'd just swerve round me. Or run over me. I don't think I'm as much of an obstacle as 50 massive pigs, even with water retention. So I sit and wait and watch and take a couple of pictures on my phone to upload to Facebook. That's the end of the chapter. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I just I was enjoying the water retention line. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good line. Yes, well... We've all been there. All right. Well, we're, where are we? We're 97% of the way through the book. So I think we've only got a couple of chapters to go, Bernard. Yes, <gasps> I would think so, yes. I mean, the next chapter is called It's the Final Countdown. Doobie-doo-doo. Doobie-doo-doo-doo. Oh, goodness. They're getting longer and longer, the, 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 the chapter titles, yes, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yes. I think maybe the last chapter is just pure chapter title and nothing else. Yes. 
All right, well, stay with us, listeners, to the end of this drama. Till next time! Goodbye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Modes of thought in Antaran literature. Second year classics, Harbridge University. Seven years ago, a Chinese military sub accidentally went down in the Pacific Ocean. Turns out, the sub fell smack in front of a gigantic three-sided pyramid in the ruins of what we now call Dark City. This Antaran lit class. Seems like there's a lot of debate about it. Legally, I cannot stop you from teaching this class, but I strongly advise that you- What? You know what, if you want to tank your reputation, that's on you. You don't believe a word I say about Antara, right? You're right. I do not believe Antara exists. I need to know, is it real? You came all the way to China to find out? Okay, everyone get out, right now. Now, Raquel, what the hell are you doing? I'm gonna cut my hand, and you're all gonna feel it. Ow! See? I told you. Modes of Thought in Antaran Literature. An audio drama. Produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.